Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word, and I'm Roberta Foster. Today I welcome Dr. Donald Welsh to Author's Corner, and he has written the book, The Responsive Marriage, Finding the Path Out of Reactivity, which is published by Westbow Press, a division of Thomas Nelson and Zondervan. And he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Don has a very extensive uh, biography, so I'll give you just some of the highlights. Um, the Welsh Family Therapy Institute was founded by uh, Dr. Don Welsh, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified sex therapist with over 30 years of experience in the fields of mental health and relationship skills. So he has founded the Center for Enriching Relationships in 2002, and it currently operates 10 sites with 30 therapists and 50 university students in training, serving thousands of clients throughout San Diego, California. He's also a published author of other books, a university professor and speaker at conferences, churches, retreats, and seminars throughout the United States. So Don, thank you so much for being with us on Author's Corner. Oh, Roberta, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. So in your book, Introduction, you say reactivity is enemy number one for a marriage. And so why don't you explain what this whole concept of a path out of reactivity is and why that has such a harmful effect on marriage? Yes. Well, one of the things I, I noticed common within couples that I've been counseling is their struggle with communication and one or both were reacting and react to the other involuntarily without initial conscious thought. So it's huh. like the rolling of the eyes, sighing in exasperation, quickly escalating all signs of reactivity and only after the reactivity occurred was the individual aware of it. So I thought if we could both measure temperament and temperament expression and then provide the individual with a profile of their responsiveness versus reactivity, we could increase awareness and provide the opportunity for the individual to choose alternate responses before mm. muddying the waters with their involuntary reactivity. Mm. Well, that sounds like a pretty challenging um, goal. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it, we see that in couples within the therapy world where oftentimes they're fighting about something and then they're not sure why they're fighting. Um, I've asked couples at seminars and conferences, how many of you are in the middle of something you vehemently disagree about and you have no idea what, you're, what you started with? And most hands will go up because uh -huh. oftentimes I say to my university students, if we, if we become uh, kind of dysregulated, so if, if, I'm, uh, if you have hysterical couple in front of you, oftentimes they go historical. So if they're really mm. upset, they go to other things and situations yeah. that they remember, and now they're in a big fight. Bringing up the past instead of dealing with the future, the present. Absolutely. And we know that, you know, that God really created us to really be present as he is with us. And even in Philippians 4, where it says, be anxious for nothing, you know, and, and everything with prayer and supplication. And then it's Paul, when he's in prison, you know, wrote this to the Church of Philippi and, and was saying that he will, God will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So really, science took that and utilized the fact that sometimes we feel something before we are aware of it. Mm. And that's what the book is trying to help couples 
to to work on, okay. and that is to become more regulated and finding ways uh, to eliminate the involuntary, unregulated reactions, kind of stemming from the emotional part of the brain. Yeah. So, how do we go about creating an awareness of these reactive tendencies? We have created actually an assessment tool that oh. my colleagues and I have worked on, and it's been part of my work for my entire career as a pastor and as a university professor and clinician. And it actually measures your, you or my reactivity, and that can be found in the back of the book. Um, and it's an assessment then with about a 50-page analysis and then a 150-page handbook. That also goes along with the book that we're talking about today, The Response of Marriage. And it gives great insight for a couple and how to then begin to regulate this and be responsive rather than reactive toward each other. Hmm. Well, that's been, I'm not married, but I even see in myself mm-hmm. and have said about myself, I need to learn to be less reactive about things. Um, when something comes yeah. and my voice goes up or, you know, just different things. So we all have these unknown reactions or impulsive reactions it doesn't have to be just in a marital situation right (laughs) oh no this is the the book i have a lot of my patients that are just uh, single or individuals and they have lots of relationships but like all of us we all have these involuntary uh reactions that happen and in all science books psychology books they'll show somebody's finger over a, a, a candle that's warm and it shows how uh, the way that our system, our Olympic system works, is that we will have a reflex before our brain knows it's hot. Mm. It's kind of the way God made us to self-care. Uh, and that reactivity is what we're dealing with in the book, these involuntary reactions and then how to manage them successfully in relationships. So it's much more than just a marriage book. Very good. Well, today I'm talking with um, Don Welsh regarding his book, The Responsive Marriage, Finding the Path Out of Reactivity, which is published by Westbow Press, a division of Thomas Nelson and Zondervan. And you're listening to Author's Corner, and I'm Roberta Foster. Well, obviously, you're going to have lots of different helps in the book, but maybe we can talk a little bit about how emotional trauma impacts our reactivity in a relationship. Yes. Actually, emotion is always with us. And Mm -hmm. so our body always keeps the score of that. So with trauma, this idea of trauma always is involved, this emotional trauma within each of us. It's difficult, if not impossible, to go through life without any emotional trauma. And certainly, uh, Roberta, some people experience a much higher intensity and quantity of it than others. But we've all experienced some level of it by the time we enter marriage or of relationships. So unresolved emotional trauma causes wounds in our soul that make us more susceptible to being triggered when we are in conflict with our spouse or another person. So when anxiety quickly escalates, certain aspects of the interaction can mimic the patterns we saw with the original trauma, and we react often without conscious awareness. Mm. So over and over again, I've worked with patients Uh, utilizing this assessment tool and now the book, which results indicate high reactivity in certain areas, and there's almost always a direct correlation with past emotional trauma. Mm -hmm. It's very 
helpful to understand how we think and how um, even like what our natural temperament is um, in order to be able to help each person deal with these unaware reactivities, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it is important really to embrace that natural temperament, which is actually research suggests very similarly to Psalms 139 that actually mm-hmm. were created uniquely and mm-hmm. that natural temperament is mm-hmm. part of us from their, our conception. And so understanding how we are made allows us to become more comfortable and at peace with who we are and who we are not. So as we, as we embrace our natural temperament, we are then in a better position to also accept and embrace say, our spouse's temperament mm-hmm. or someone else's temperament, rather than try to change them into someone that they are not. Mm. So as we learn about our temperament, we can focus on enhancing our strengths and minimizing our weaknesses. Well, you know, the word expectation is in all types of different relationships. And oh, yes. um, so in your book, you refer to unmet expectations as relationship killers. And of course, we're talking about marriage, but I'm sure what you're going to say can be applied to just about any type of relationship. Oh, yes. So whether we realize it or not, or are willing to admit it or not, we, we all go into, say, a marriage or, or just a personal relationship with a set of expectations mm-hmm. of how we think, say, the marriage should operate or the friendship and what we want from it. But unfortunately, we often don't discuss all of these expectations mm-hmm. with, say, a future spouse or a friend and take time to examine them in any detail. Then when the, say, in a marriage, when the marriage and our spouse, they don't meet these expectations, resentment and bitterness mm-hmm. starts to grow. So often the conflict we experience with each other, say, in a marriage is due to unmet, unspoken, and unprocessed Expectation. I can give an example of this couple. They were married for 40 years, sitting in my office, and I asked them about expectations, Roberta. And I said, hey, how did you all decide to do and conduct domestic responsibilities? And she she quickly said, well, I, I would have liked to actually taken out the trash because I like taking out the trash. And her husband actually stood up and said, what? <laughs> he said, you love taking out the trash? I hate taking out the trash. Why didn't we 40 years ago discuss <laughs> this this expectation? And they were actually then moving in a more positive direction, yeah. these unmet, unmet expectations. Well, using the example that you just spoke about, there seems to be a little bit of a lack of communication there. So how important is it to be a good listener as you uh, or as a couple works out these unspoken expectations or uh, learning how to not react adversely to their spouse? Yes, that's a great question. Really great question, Roberta. I use the acronym or the AIR, if you will, AIR. So I uh. use AIR in the, Bible, in the book and then AIR as an acronym to help people remember the essential elements of active listening. And it's in Chapter 6, Rules of the Road, uh, in, the, in the book, but they are A is for affirm, I is for inquire, and R is for reflect. So uh. A-I-R, AIR, affirm, inquire, and reflect. When one intentionally does all three of these actions while they are listening to another, it's like giving oxygen to the one who has been underwater or without air for a bit of time. It brings refreshment and relief to the person who is listened to in this way. Well, Don, we are already coming to the end of our time together. So if you have one 
a recommendation for your book for any particular group of people, what would that be? Actually, the book and our resource are for uh, churches that can actually start a marriage or people that are dating or maybe engaged or married. Um, And so we actually have an entire program, uh, 12 hours of video and the the handbook, this a workbook, 50-page analysis of your report, and then Mm. this book. Because I really believe this, that I've witnessed witnessed firsthand how the principles and practices that I lay out in the book, uh, it's really built on a lot of biblical biblical principles, brought healing and wholeness to seemingly hopeless marriages. And the only way I can explain this to point is to point to the God of all hope, who is described in Romans 4.17 as giving life to the dead and calling things into existence that do not exist. Well, today I've been talking with Dr. Don Welsh regarding his book, The Responsive Marriage, Finding the Path Out of Reactivity. It's published by Westbow Press, a division of Thomas Nelson and Zondervan. And so, um, Don, how can people find out more about the entire program that you've just mentioned, as well as your book? Thank you. The entire program, thank you, Roberta, so much. The entire program is listed in the very back of the book, where we can help local churches with a marriage ministry. And then you can just go to Amazon.com and look for the book, uh, The Responsive Marriage. And my last name with Welch, you just think of Welch's grape juice, even though I'm not part of that family. I wish I were, but the idea is with a C. So it's W-E-L-C-H, The Responsive Marriage. And we hope that we can be of help to you and others and the local church. So one more time, we're talking about the responsive marriage, finding the path out of reactivity. And we've been talking with Dr. Donald Welsh. That's how it's um, on the book title. Um, We want to thank Westbow Press, a division of Thomas Nelson and Zondervan, for giving us a copy of this book to talk about. And Don, it's been a real pleasure talking with you and learning more about um, our reactions and how uh, we can get those under control and deal with them. Thank you, Roberta. We all have them. There's not any of us exempt. We all have reactions to each other. Thank you so very much, Roberta, for having me on your show. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. And if you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it now on your favorite podcast platform or through KNEO.org. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join me again next time. Never miss your favorite show again. For more than 30 years, KNEO has been bringing you great Bible teachers on a local and national level. And now we've made it easier than ever to hear from these great men and women of God. KNEO's entire lineup is now available to listen anytime, anywhere through our website. Go to KNEO.org slash podcast to see all the options. You can search for programs alphabetically, or you can select individual categories like culture, kids, leadership, or music. We even have a category just for locally produced programs so you can hear from pastors and spiritual leaders located right here in the four-state area. And all these resources are absolutely free. Kaneo's mission is to get God's Word in front of you, and this is one of the ways we do it. Give it a try today. Go to kaneo.org and click on the podcast tab to get started.